Vox Quick Hits. Hey, what's up? Hello, this is What to Watch from Vox Quick Hits. I'm Alyssa Wilkinson. I am Vox's film critic. And I'm Emily Vanderwerf. I'm Vox's critic at large. And this week we're talking about the new Amazon show, The Underground Railroad. You came all this way on the railroad? Yeah. I left behind all those peoples. Nothing was given. All was earned. Hold on to what belongs to you. The Underground Railroad is honestly one of the best pieces of television I've seen in many years. It's based on the book by Colson Whitehead. It is about the Underground Railroad, a.k.a. the the uh, the way that slaves escaped from the South to the North and eventually to Canada, but not in the way that you think. It is kind of an alt-history, sci-fi, fantasy, magical realism thing. The Underground Railroad in this story is a literal railroad that runs underground. And as the characters escape along the Underground Railroad, they end up sort of in new eras, in new situations, in new metaphorical retellings of different things about the Black experience in America. And yet you can never quite cleanly map anything onto like, well, you know, this is the civil rights era or this is reconstruction or something like that. Whitehead is way too savvy to do that. All of these little vignettes in these different places have the feel of, you know, just a really good episode of television where there's a mystery about what's really going on here and the characters figure it out and it adds to a larger story. Barry Jenkins, who uh, directed all 10 episodes, he's the director of Moonlight, he's the director of If Beale Street Could Talk, he's just a fantastic director. He really has thought a lot about how you can take what's on the page and translate it to screen, and he also ran a small writer's room, and the adaptation choices they made preserve the soul of Whitehead's book, while still like figuring out ways to make it work on television, which is really not easy to do. So the novel itself, Underground Railroad, won the Pulitzer Prize. It's a pretty formative piece of literature, I think. And it's interesting to me to watch Mm -hmm. this because there's some real brutal scenes and there's also some really transcendent scenes. Can you talk a little bit about how those scenes work with one another? Yeah, I, this is where I'll sort of do a, a rough content warning. The first episode is set on a plantation in Georgia before the civil war. It is one of the more brutal depictions of slavery, that has ever been on screen. That said, like none of that is exaggerated. It is a part of our history that I think we need to look at more closely and understand more thoroughly. And so this is a, a great way to do that. I'm just saying that to tell you, you know, be prepared and steal yourself for what you're going to see in that episode. Um, but the other episodes are in their own way as brutal, even though you never see some of the uh, physical violence that you do in that episode again. And what's sort of brutal about them is the way trauma manifests both in the individual and then within a community and then within a nation. Sort of the central device that Whitehead introduces in his novel and that Jenkins and his team preserve here is that as Cora, the main character, is escaping from slavery. She is sort of moving forward in time in a weird way. But always there's this um, slave catcher named Ridgeway who is coming after her. It is this really evocative idea of no matter how far 
we advance as a society away from the days of slavery. We are not that far away from it. It is always there waiting to capture us. Uh, That's particularly potent for Black Americans. But there is an element in there of like reminding white Americans what sorts of privileges we have are built atop that. And I think to some degree, making that a visual experience makes it even more fraught. I'm making this sound like the biggest bummer of all time, but this is a show full of like great jokes. This is a show full of great character moments. There's real moments of warmth and vulnerability here, uh, particularly the eighth and ninth episodes, which are set in kind of a utopian community, are just really beautifully realized. This is a really brilliant and transcendent work in places. And I think a lot of that is owed to the central device because it is such a fantastical idea, this train running beneath the ground in the 1800s and bearing people almost into the future, like allows you to detach a little bit from the reality, which makes you appreciate the reality even more. So one interesting thing about this show that we've seen increasingly in TV shows in the streaming age, but that is very apparent in this show is that the episode lengths vary, um, I believe, from 20 minutes up to about 80 minutes. So some of them are as long as a feature film and some of them are shorter than your average sitcom. Mm -hmm. I love this. I think it's great. Uh, It really helps the storytellers let the episodes have exactly the amount of breathing space they need to. But can you talk a little bit about why people would make TV this way? Right. Some of this is an adaptation choice. So the novel, The Underground Railroad, is primarily the journey of Cora trying to escape from the plantation in Georgia. We mostly follow her as she runs from Georgia to South Carolina to North Carolina to Tennessee to Indiana. But in between those chapters are these shorter vignettes told from the point of view of some of the other characters. And that is kind of what Jenkins and his team are doing here with their adaptations. So for the most part, when you are in Cora's journey, that episode is probably a little bit over an hour long. The longest episode, which is an hour 17, I think, is a Cora episode. But the fourth and the seventh, and this is kind of interesting, the finale are all about other characters. And those are shorter. Those are a little bit less directly tied to Cora's storyline. And they are also filmed in a different aspect ratio, which means that like the bars on the top and the bottom of your screen are going to get larger. So it is an interesting choice just in terms of adapting the book. Now, in terms of like making a TV show, I think a lot of people like the predictable length of a TV show, but I think that in this case, it's really vital to what's happening. Because for instance, one of the episodes is from the point of view of Ridgeway. And if we did a full length episode, it might afford him some of the same you know, weight within the story as it does Korra. And the series doesn't want to do that. It does want to see where he's coming from, but it doesn't want to like totally exonerate him in the way that that might accidentally do. But it also just like gives you a different rhythm to the storytelling. Increasingly limited series are trying this. The Queen's Gambit had some of this in it. Chernobyl had a little bit of it. This is the most dramatic example I know, but I'm, I'm excited to see it continue. You know, this series also reminded me quite a bit of the new Raoul Peck HBO docuseries 
Exterminate All the Brutes, uh, which is also about white supremacy throughout history and how it's put its fingers into many countries, many cultures, many ways of building governments and societies and had huge effects. And in that series, um, Josh Hartnett plays kind of the the specter of a white man who um, is a slave catcher in one scene and he's um, displacing native peoples in another scene and there's just all these different ways that his spirit kind of wanders through the series it's it's really remarkable so I thought of that a lot while I was watching this too is it weird to say that's great casting for Josh Hartnett like that's a perfect role for him <laughs> it's perfect casting for Josh Hartnett um all right Emily so if someone wants to watch the Underground Railroad how can they do that and where and when The Underground Railroad is available on Amazon Prime Video. It's 10 episodes, which range in length from 20 minutes to roughly 80 minutes. And personally, I would advise people to take their time with it and watch a single episode in a sitting and really sit with it rather than trying to binge the whole thing. I binged it this week and it was great. It was fantastic. But I think watching one a day is the way to go. Like it is it is worth sitting with each episode. And here's a great thing. Each episode truly is an episode of television. Television, so you get a full story. Thanks for listening. We hope that you might be able to take some time to watch the Underground Railroad and then maybe let us know what you think. Or maybe you have something you'd like recommended to you. You can send us tweets if you wish, or you can also email our producer, Taylor Macon. Taylor, like Taylor Swift, dot Macon, May like the month, can like the soup at voxmedia.com. Um, And we will perhaps answer your question on a future show. Have a good weekend and we'll talk to you next week.